What is up, my friends? Welcome to My Fi. Glad you're here. Gosh, good episode today. It's glad to glad to be back. Um, took a took a little week off there. Uh, I hope you missed it. Uh, hope you did. Anyway, uh, glad you're here. Subscribe wherever you're listening. Just hit it right now. Like not if you're driving, but like if you're you know somewhere where you can hit subscribe and then go follow us on social. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, the whole deal, uh, at my five podcast everywhere. That's our handle at my five podcast, uh, and, and subscribe and head over to YouTube, subscribe there. Um, uh, we always appreciate that and just glad you're here. Glad you're here. I had a great conversation today with my friend, Robert J Hill, photographer, creative business coach, all around cool dude who loves cool music and all that. I'll get into, get into how cool Robert is in just a minute, but Uh, Let's get into it. All right, man. And we're off, you know, Uh, man, I I feel like so much has happened over the past couple of weeks. I almost don't know where to start, but I'll I'll tell you where I'm going to start. I'm going to start with, I saw the killer's last week with uh, my friend Nick and his wife. My wife went as well. It was an incredible show. Johnny Marr opened the show. Johnny Marr uh, from the Smiths, uh, incredible guitarist, big influence of mine. I own one of his uh, uh, his signature guitars that Fender makes and uh, read his biography. I'm kind of a nerd about that sort of thing, guitar players that have influenced me and that sort of deal. So it was cool. I got to see Johnny Marr. Um, and, and the killers were all of them were just amazing. Johnny came out and, and, uh, did a few songs at the close, uh, with the killers, which was just amazing as well. But it, it got me thinking, I'm sitting there watching an arena of people and, uh, it was great show, high energy. People are super engaged. You know, the killer's been around for like 20 years ish. Hot Fuss, their first record. I want to say it was like, Oh, four, Oh three, something like, something like that. Um, and it got me thinking, like, I feel like they're going to be around a while, you know, like, uh, they released two records last year and, uh, or recently, like they were real close within a year. They released both the records within a year and they're, I, I'm, I'm here, and they just dropped a new single called Boy, and I'm hearing that they're going to release a whole nother full-length album as well. And so they're just making stuff and killing it, and, uh, you know, the uh, show was great. They sound great, all that. It got me thinking, like, what what bands are going to be around, like, 30 years from now? Because I, I just saw, like, the Stones are in Europe, the Rolling Stones. They're on their 60th anniversary tour. They've been making music for 60 years. And there's a lot of bands that are that are still doing things that are like 40 years old, you know, um, or more, or more. Like I think about uh, Aerosmith uh, still playing. Def Leppard uh, just released that. You know, Def Leppard started in the late 70s. They just released a new album that's really great. U two has been around that long. I was thinking, like, what bands from now, like that are currently now, what you know, 30 years from now. So, so like, take the Killers. First record was like 03. Uh, we're almost in 2023. So they've been, let's say they've been a band 20 years when they've been a band for 50 years. Are they going, are they still going to be around 40, 50 years? I don't know, but it got me thinking. So I'm going to give you three and then we're going to start a conversation on social media, uh, this week on the MiFi Instagram 
and uh, TikTok and see what you think. But and it and they don't have to be huge arena, you know, bands. Just just that they're going to still be a band and make music. You know what I'm saying? It's hard to stay together that long. Uh, you know, I think about bands that were together for a really long time, but they broke up. You know, several years ago, I think about bands like REM. You know, bands that were together and they just they just called it, man. It's it's hard. You know, it's hard uh, to to do that. And I think REM could still be making great music right now, but they just uh, chose to hang it up, and that's what they wanted to do. And good for them, man. You know, they gave us a lot of great music to listen to, and thankful thankful for that music. Um, and then some bands, you know, lost members and all all that sort of stuff. But it's hard to do. It's hard to do that. So I want to. Um, here's my three bands. I think that are going to be around. I think the Killers are still are still going to be around. I think that um, Brandon Flowers is the core of that band. Rob, the drummer, uh, is awesome. The two, the original bassist and guitarist, uh, weren't with them when I saw them the other night. Now, I, I don't know that they're touring with them. I think I've seen the guitar player uh, posting on Instagram that he was out for a few shows this year, but I, I don't know what that relationship is. But they're still making music, and they're still making great music, and I, I, I think they're going to stick around. I think they're going to be around for a long time. I think the same about Kings of Leon. Kings of Leon has reinvented themselves. They came out around that same time as the Killers. I saw them in five in new york city uh, i've talked about that a couple times but like the, and they were only on their first record so they were around the same time as the killers 0304 as a band and they've already like gone through this evolution even though they're they're all the original you know guys still in the band uh and i think they're going to be around i think their music uh transcends a lot of things like it can be in arenas and it can be in bars and it kind of transcends the environment and i think they've made great like really simplistic broken down rock records and i think they've made huge bombastic arena records and i think that they can do a lot and i think we've got a lot to to hear from them yet uh as a band and then obviously coldplay i know coldplay hit like late 90s early or i can't remember um oh my gosh i always think rush of blood to that parachutes was the first record. I can't remember when that came out. Russia Blood came out in 02. I uh, remember that. And so Parachutes was probably 99, 2000, something like that. Uh, so they've been around a while and they've reinvented themselves several times. And, you know, I, I think they've got a long way to go. I, I think that uh, there may be some solo albums squeeze out of Chris Martin or uh, Buckland or some of the other guys in that band that I, I think would just make killer stuff and they come back together and they've done some features, you know, with interesting people. And I think that they're going to be around people. They put on great shows and people love them, uh, love Coldplay. And so I, that's, that's mine. I don't know what yours are, but we'll start a little conversation on social media this week and talk about that a little bit. Um, anyway, uh, record of the week. Let me talk about the record of the week. Uh, if you're on YouTube or you're on Spotify video, you can see that I'm holding up a copy of, uh, Silk Sonic, Silk Sonic, um, an evening with Silk Sonic is the name of the album with Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. If you if you saw the the Grammys this year, they opened it um, with seven 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 song off this record. This record is stellar. You get a little commentary and hosting from the great Bootsy Collins, and it is awesome. I'm so glad they finally pressed this on vinyl. Uh, it wasn't available for a really long time, and uh, this sounds really great. Um, my son's getting into recording and making music and all that sort of stuff too. And I actually yelled at him. I was like, Hey, come listen to this. Like, cause the pressing just sounds great. And sometimes newer albums, because they weren't recorded in analog, don't translate to vinyl in a way that's like really dynamic or impressive, but 
this record sounds the pressing of this record it sounds amazing so i don't know who did it i don't know who was involved and i doubt you're listening to this but but thanks thanks for a great sounding record it, it really really does sound great so if you if you can get a copy of that silk sonic album it is uh you know if you're familiar with them um you you know what it is you know what you're getting but it's very like vegas soul r&b um funk raw it's got elements of everything but it's very much like a funk fun vegas party record it's very 70s esque in its vibe I, I, if you if you're not on it you should get on it because it's a great record i feel like most people have heard about it at this point because they they cleaned up at the grammys and all that so anyway enjoy that uh today on the show my friend robert j hill and i have known robert uh, for a long time. I called him Robbie for a really long time. I knew, knew him when he was a kid. Uh, he is an incredible creative uh, designer, videographer, photographer. Uh, photography is kind of his main thing. I asked him in the podcast if that was if, if he agreed with that, and he did. Uh, he's mainly a photographer, but uh, he uh, has been coaching other photographers and entrepreneurs and business leaders for a while and has some educational curriculum uh, online at uh, education.robertjhill.com. I'm going to put that in the show notes too. Um, uh, so that you can go check it out because he's got this curriculum where he helps creative people figure out, uh, how to be their best and predominantly photographers, but you know, it applies to a lot of people, but he, uh, was a friend of mine when I lived in Florida, he moved to Portland, Oregon, lived there for several years. And then, uh, recently he hiked the Pacific crest trail. He's always been kind of an outdoors dude ever since he moved up there. Uh, he and his wife, both, uh, they sold their place. They've been living in this van they built out. It's like really cool. And uh, you should follow him on social media at Robert J Hill is his, is his, uh, Instagram because he's a photographer. Obviously the content is just beautiful, especially from, from his hike, uh, up the PCT, the PCT, if you don't know what it is, the Pacific crest trail is a trail that goes all the way from Mexico to Canada. So we talk about that. Uh, his journey is all on his Instagram. If you want to go, he hiked, uh, I can't remember what he said exactly in the, in the episode that you're going to hear in just a second, but it's like 2,600 miles or something and change. It took him like 160 days or something like that. It was, it's crazy. Uh, following his journey was so interesting. My whole family was like, is Robbie posting the day, you know? Uh, cause it was so interesting and he's just a creative dude. He loves music. He plays guitar. Uh, music's been hugely inspirational for him as a creative person. And we talk a lot about that too. So, uh, let's jump in. Hope you love this episode. My friend, Robert J. Hill, Robert Hill. What's up, dude? What up, bro? You good? I'm so good, dude. Better awesome. than ever, I think. <laughs> uh, where you at? Uh, I'm in Colorado right now. Uh, nice. I live nomadically, so I'm in a van all the time. Uh, and at least for the next week or two, we'll be roaming around Colorado and then heading towards the uh, the Four Corners area. So spend the, spend the fall in the desert. That's awesome, dude. We, we were in Colorado uh, in April, and this is the first time I've ever been, and it was incredible. Yeah. It's sick, dude. It's cool. This time, I, you know, I've spent most of my time when I've been in Colorado on the front range, uh, which is like Boulder, Denver, Colorado Springs. Uh, and this was the first time I've really kind of broken that front range barrier and explored. I was in the San, Lu- San Luis Valley the other day, which is kind of like central southern Colorado. And it is a whole different world in central and southern Colorado. Like, yeah, so cool. We flew into <laughs> Eagle, I think is what it's called. And then we drove to Vail and even oh, just cool. the landscape from that far. Yeah. It was so different. It just, yeah. it was beautiful, man. It's crazy. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. My kids were like in awe. They were just, this <laughs> yeah. is 
amazing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so y'all were in Portland, right? Yep. And you just sold your place and now you're chilling out or you still got that place? Yeah, we actually, uh, Portland got really kind of crazy during the pandemic. Um, oh, yeah. and, and so it was, it was kind of around that time that we decided to sell our house. We jumped into a rental for about six months. Um, okay. and then it was just like, let's just, let's go on the road. So we've been on the road now for almost two years, um, about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half. Uh, and I don't see it stopping anytime soon, dude. Like we yeah. freaking love it. Yeah. yeah. So we don't have a place anywhere. We're just living nomadically and that's our, that's our gig. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I've been following you on social, obviously, and, and, uh, keeping up and everything. And it just seems like you're in a different picturesque like yeah. place every single day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I remember, I remembered during the, maybe it was the early time when you were on the, uh, Pacific Pacific crest trail, right? Yep. yep. Yeah. BCT, uh, you text me and we're like, Hey man, send me some send me some records or whatever. Yeah. What, what were you, I know you just completed that long hike. If you don't know what the PCT is, it's, it's, uh, from walking, hiking, uh, climbing mountains, whatever, all of the above. And then some from Mexico to Canada, it was 23, 2600. What was it? 2,653.6. Oh, like to be really exact. Yeah. You know, you know, every point, dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. What were you, what were you listening to? What music were you listening to? Cause I know you text me and asked, and then you were posting stuff that I'm sure other people were sending you too. So what, what were your yeah. jams on that, uh, Man. on the journey? Yeah, it was wild, dude, because you just, you have so much time to listen to music. <laughs> I was out I, there I for, imagine. Yeah, I was out there for 159 days. So five months in one week. Um, and uh, it was kind of interesting just observing what I was listening to. And especially, I feel like I came to a point where I was so sick and tired of listening to music, period, like all wow. music. But uh, I've shared with a couple people, like, I feel like the trail was, there was definitely a lot of new bands that I took on and new records I took on, but it was also this interesting time for me to almost have this full life review. Like, I feel like I've reviewed my entire life in that five months, uh, including music. Like I listened to everything I've ever loved. Um, uh, I made a, yeah, like I I, I made a playlist, um, that was basically like every band I loved in high school. So it was like chasing victory, dead poetic under oath, Emery, uh, Chiodos, um, uh, Norma Jean, like, you know, all of those bands. Um, I put all of them in there. Uh, there was bands like Acceptance and Switchfoot and, you know, Reliant K and all those things that I loved growing up. Um, and so that was kind of cool. Definitely, definitely crushed some huge, huge miles, um, with those, uh, with those bands. But then there was a ton of other new bands, like, Manchester Orchestra, like I never listened yeah. to Manchester, you know, and, and a buddy of mine was like, you need to listen to this black mile to the surface. And it was just so Great freaking record. good. Yeah. Um, uh, gosh, who else? Hold on. I have a list of these things. Um, I was listening to, you sent me several records and there was one record. Um, I'm so blanking right now on the name. Uh, what's the one hold on. I'm going to find this. You sent me a record and you were like, this will get you some miles. Um, it was, uh, our lady peace, the, um, Oh yeah. Uh, spiritual, uh, spiritual gosh, machines was, too. Spiritual, spiritual machines, machines too. Yeah. So I was in the desert when you sent that to me, um, the first section of the PCT and I put it on and I was just like, Nope, this isn't, this isn't like, I, I am, this isn't for me right now. You know, like yeah. it was just hard. Like I listened to like the first song and I was just like, yeah, just not grooving with this right now. Yeah. But it was like, once I got to NorCal, I put that back on and I was like, Oh my gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> so, I, 
<laughs> yeah, it was really weird. Um, uh, and I think it was probably, you know, at first I just wanted to listen. The desert was a challenging section, you know? And so I was yeah. like, whatever brings me comfort, which was like these, all these nostalgic bands and stuff I listened to. But once I wore all those out, I was like, give me the new stuff. Um, yeah. That's interesting, uh, man. That there was like different yeah. bands and vibes for like different parts of the journey. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but it was cool. It was cool to like, I also feel like I had like uh, I made a playlist called radio rat and it was just like shit that the radio <laughs> plays, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I mean the cheesiest stuff from like, yeah, I don't even know what the bands are. Taylor Swift to, um, I don't know, things you would hear in a club. Like mm-hmm. I had that pumping a couple times cause yeah. you know, just getting in some like high energy, high vibrations or whatever. And just like at one point or at, at some point during that trail, you know, you're just trying to get distracted and whatever will bring your energy up. Like I would listen to anything like that. So um, yeah, that was good. Uh, another band I really, I've been in love with for the last couple years, two bands was um, a guy named Billy strings. Um I learned of him via my in-laws. Uh, they were okay. at Swanee Fest in Florida a couple of years ago and heard this dude named Billy Strings. And they were like, my wife Emily got on him and she, and then I started listening to him and he's just, the word I would use for him is like, um, he will put you in a trance. Like, huh. I don't know, other than like old classic rock players, like he plays guitar unlike most people. Um, and it's all folk, like bluegrass type stuff. Um, but just so freaking good him. And then That's um, awesome. there's a band called rising Appalachia Well, I've been into the last couple of years. Uh, it's two females and, um, it's really like earthy hippie, hippie music, I'd say. <laughs> uh, uh, so I jam them a lot as well. Nice. You said, yeah. uh, you were talking about some of the bands from the past, like, do you, do you recall like when the first time was that you heard music in your life? And do you remember what it was? And I feel like the first time I ever heard music, um, and I jammed these guys as well, but I think my first, the, like the first memory I have of music is seeing um, Matchbox 20 uh, nice. their CD, um, on like my mom had this wooden, um, like CD cassette holder situation in our house. And I remember seeing, um, uh, gosh, what's, what record is that? It's there. It's like the night that yourself or someone like you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's like the first record I can remember listening to, um, and just loving. Uh, and so that's, I feel like that's, you know, even in my video work throughout my life, I feel like I've tapped back into that album a couple of times just because it's just like the heart of the 90s, just giving it to me. So, um, yeah, I think that's a, probably the first one. Yeah. Did you uh, do you remember what what the first thing was that you bought? Like the first piece of music you bought? Ooh, I'd probably I'd have to say it was probably a switch, a switch foot record. Yeah, probably the beautiful letdown. Yeah. That was probably the first record I can recall actually purchasing. Um, and you know, (laughs) I remember back in the day when you and I were together a lot, like every Tuesday you'd go and you come back with like 10 CDs. And then I was like, I want to be that guy. So I'd go to Best Buy and start like, (laughs) how many records can I, how many records can I buy on Tuesday at Best Buy? (laughs) And then you get to the point, you're like, what do I do with all these? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, dude. um, Totally. Yeah. I think that was the first one though. That's awesome, man. I, I remember like there was something about that, um, 
the 2000s, even like the, and I, I don't know, there's a connection to this. Funny that you say like the desert was hard, like when you were hiking the PCT and you just wanted like comfort, comfort equaled nostalgia, like known mm-hmm. things. There was something about that early OOs, like indie rock, mm-hmm. you know, thing, whether it was, you know, heavy stuff or radio stuff or whatever. There was something around that that I've talked to a few people about that just seemed um, like I'm connected with music from the 80s, but it wasn't it wasn't personal to me like the the uh, subject matter wasn't personal to me. So it can it connects with me on purely a nostalgic level. But the the music that, that OO's indie was like being made by people. They were singing about things that were so relatable to everybody. Yeah. And yeah. I, I don't know. I've talked to people a lot about like how that s- has stuck with them for years. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There was just something about yeah, it. And it's, yeah. And I feel that like, and I think for me, you know, I was born in 89. So I feel like when I started listening to music, it was like right on the edge of like late nineties, early two thousands when I actually started consciously taking it in. And so I feel like I got like a little glimpse of like the end of the nineties. I was a huge Will Smith fan back then. I actually read his memoir on trail, which was so good. Yeah. Um, but I was a huge Will Smith fan and like got a little bit of the nineties with some matchbox and whatnot. So, uh, I have like a nineties playlist that I'm, I'm jamming a ton out there. Um, but that early two thousands, it was, it was such a transformative time you know being a teenager and you know mtv trl like all that was hot and like TRL. being in panama city back yeah <laughs> being in pc back then you know like they would come for the summers and so you'd get to see these bands that would come to town and um uh so yeah that was just like a really nostalgic and comforting time and definitely helped uh crushing huge miles and hot days uh yeah the trail you uh uh, those shows that came back in your hometown there in Panama city. Uh, do you remember what the first show you saw down there was or in your life? Mm. Hmm. First show I ever saw in my life. Um, I don't think it was down there, but, um, uh, honestly, I think it was a switchboard concert. I think that was oh, the first really? one I ever. Yeah, I think so. I do remember, I don't think that this was the first, but <laughs> You're going to love this. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was definitely one of the first concerts I ever went to. My parents, we went on this road trip up to like up North somewhere in Ohio or something like that. And on our way back, we stopped in Atlanta and we went to a Nickelback three doors down <laughs> and 12 stones concert. Oh and it my was, gosh. Oh yeah, dude. They came out. I remember one specific time, one specific thing when Nickelback was playing, they pulled out a, a cart just filled with red solo cups with beers and they were just throwing them off the stage. Like <laughs> that was it. Like <laughs> chicks throwing their bras on stage, 10 year old me just like, what is going on? <laughs> and just solo cups flying. Like it was awesome. <laughs> uh, that is crazy. You don't remember yeah. what venue that was. Do you? It was an amphitheater. It was a huge yeah. amphitheater. It's probably in Lakewood. Like, yeah, something south. It's probably. probably Lakewood. That sounds like a yeah. Lakewood amphitheater. I don't know what it's called now. They change names all the time because it's sponsored. Pretty uh, uh, Switchwood was actually just here uh, with Collect. Really? They're on tour with Collective Soul right now. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. I hear that tour is just slamming. They were. I, I wanted to go see it, um, and uh, I think it was actually out of town. But uh, but yeah, man, some of those bands too, it's interesting which ones of those bands from like the early two thousands, uh, late nineties are still just killing it, man. They're out there making records. I mean, the, yeah. you know, some of the best music maybe they've ever made in their career, all that sort of stuff. But, uh, I rem- I know that you're primarily like you 
coach entrepreneurs and business uh, leaders. Um, but I also know like creatively, and you correct me if I'm wrong, primarily, I feel like you're a photographer. Is that fair? Or yeah. Is there stuff that you listen to that inspires you as a creative person? Like, and now obviously like, you know, what inspires you now that you're listening to, but like throughout the years, has music played like a huge role in, and how, you know, in your creativity? Totally. Yeah. Like I, I, um, I've, I've done, I think every form of photography out there. Um, but what I was really focused in for a long time and I'm not doing this anymore, but, um, I was doing destination wedding photography for a long time, as you know. Um, and, I am one, I think I'm just now coming to this point in life where I'm like, this is who I am and it's okay. You know, like I am somebody who loves the bangers. Like there's just epic shots, the cover image. Like that's what I'm, I'm trying to make my whole shoot look like just a collection of bangers. And so, um, uh, movies have always really inspired me. And I shoot almost in that mentality of thinking of, of like movie posters, um, Mm -hmm. in the sense of not just like drama with like lighting and whatnot, but also, uh, being in extreme landscapes, dramatic lighting. Um, and then also, uh, I've kind of always naturally done this. I think this is where like a lot of my design, some video background comes in is the shooting compositionally for text to go somewhere on the image. So I think a lot about Uh, movie posters. Um, and because of that, um, scores really play probably are my biggest inspiration outside of just like romantic songs. Like I'd say scores are, uh, some of my biggest inspiration. So, and funny enough specifically, cause I feel like scores is even a huge category. Yeah. I've, uh, I've narrowed down that the music that inspires me the most are scores that come from, um, epic sci-fi films with relationships or with romance in there. It's not always romance. It's always like a relational aspect. So like think like Independence gravity. day. Mm, Independence Day, <laughs> maybe a little. It's a little farther, but <laughs> but that's good. That is good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Will, Will Smith, man. I was trying Independence to make the connection was, right there. I was thinking for yeah. you. Yeah, he, he was. He was that. That took his career, man. That was that was a big one for him. Uh no, but um, like you know, Gravity or even oh. like Armageddon, Interstellar. Um, yeah. Uh, Inception, like those really dramatic um, sci-fi. Uh, it oftentimes involves space and romance. Um, uh, yeah, I'd say those are probably kind of like, you know, the Hans Zimmers and, um, there's also a couple of like, uh, more, um, I guess you would say indie guys. Like I've always followed this dude named Solomon Lickthum. Um, and he creates some just incredible score content as well as like Tony Anderson it's been cool too. Cause I feel like I fell in and found them early on, um, in their careers. And now I'm starting to see, you know, Instagram reels from random people that are using their stuff. And I'm like, that's tight, dude. Like they really, yeah. they're, they're doing it, you know? So, um, yeah. Epic dramatic scores is probably the most yeah. inspirational thing for when it comes to my work. Yeah. My, uh, Jacqueline, my wife and I, uh, went to see the killers and Johnny Marr last week with my friend Nick and his wife and John, uh, Johnny was opening Johnny's big influence of mine. He's, you know, he's in the Smiths, if you don't know, but he's also, uh, I think he won an Oscar. He, he, uh, worked on inception and really? uh, pl- played guitar on that whole score. I think that was a Hans Zimmer. I, that's totally yeah. not my world. My friend, Nick, he, man, he knows everything about all that stuff, but yep. I think, uh, I think that that was a Hans Zimmer 
thing. Somebody can correct me in the comments. And but Johnny played on it, and so when he was coming out, like his intro was the Inception music. Nice. <laughs> yeah, nice. it was it was yeah. pretty dope. And then he came out and killed a Smith song. It was pretty great. Heck yeah, dude. You know, it's also, I find that sometimes for me, it's not, it's not always a, um, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like creatively, you know, I think everyone has like a different process. And a lot of times I've found that my process will come, um, uh, and maybe this is to some degree, like a little bit of a detriment for me. Um, or at least I, I hold on to that story because I see other people that do it differently. And I'm like, maybe I just haven't learned that. But I think a lot of people maybe go into, you know, a project because I do video as well. And like, they'll go into like some type of video project and they'll kind of have the idea or the vision for what they want. They'll have the music already set and then they'll kind of be able to create from that standpoint. I'm more of like a show up and shoot everything I think is freaking cool and then find things on the back end that fit that. Um, however, sometimes I'll find music amidst the thing that I'm creating or working on. So like I can recall, um, my, uh, my first time going to Iceland, um, I was shooting through Iceland for like three or four days and it was just so dramatic and so moody and, um, Radiohead's Moonshake Pool record was like, that was it, dude. Like it fit Iceland so freaking perfectly. And now of course, anytime I put that record on, it's always got to be a cloudy, moody day. I jammed that record a lot when I was walking through the rain on trail, just because it was just so vibey, you know? Yeah. Um, and it and transports me back to that kind of thing of just like epic landscapes and dramatic photos. And yeah. That's interesting. I, there's a Radiohead album, uh, The King of Limbs, but it's The King of Limbs remixes. Ah. It's like, it's like uh, they did a, I don't know, there's probably like 20, 30, tracks on there it's a lot it's a long track list and there was like different djs that remixed it and that's my favorite record to work to like if uh-huh. i'm like if i'm like just working on emails and like just you know the the quick books you know like i'm just doing the work you know that you yep. have to do um that's what i love listening to and i don't know i don't know why it it's like motivating to me for yeah. some reason i don't know if it's the i don't know if it's like the rhythm or whatever and i don't know if it's like a lack of uh you know, the vocals are in there, but it's like real spaced out. So a song that's five minutes on the record is like nine minutes on the remix. And so you get a lot of mm-hmm. instrumental stuff, but I love finding that stuff that like matches not just my mood, but like, yep. uh, the moment too, you know, yeah. you know, it's, fu- it's funny you say that because, uh, I have this weird, maybe this isn't weird, I, I, but every time I hear tell, tell it to people, they're like, you're psychotic. Uh, but I do this thing often where, when I'm working or even I found it on trail, it happened on trail as well. When, whenever I'm doing something that I need longevity to do that task, right? Like, so editing a product, um, I'll put on a song that like fits the vibe or I'll, you know, be listening to a playlist. One will hit and I'm like, Oh, that's good. And I'll just put it on repeat and I'll end up listening to the same song for eight hours just to keep me in that level. Um, and so I've done it so many times editing over the years, but on trail, uh, (laughs) I listened to this one Ed Sheeran song for like 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. I was shooting for a 40 mile day and I, uh, I, and literally 12 hours long, just one song on repeat the whole time. Cause it just kept me what at song? a certain speed is overpass graffiti off of his okay. latest record. Okay. And, um, yeah, funny enough, I think it's about a breakup too. So it's like, why, why that? <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, What's I don't know. About? I don't know. I don't Teenage know. Robbie? It, yeah, <laughs> it, uh, it, it landed though. And, uh, kept me in that, kept me in that space. So sometimes that, 
I say sometimes often that will happen where I'm like listening to music and just I'll get obsessed with one song and you know, Emily makes fun of me because sometimes I'll listen to that song just over and over and over for days on end and I'll wear it out and then I'll put it on the shelf and come back years later and just be like, damn, that was so good. So yeah. the funny quirks. Yeah, dude. I have a, um, I have a playlist when I, when I hit songs like that, uh, that I just go do this is a, this, this songs, I could listen to this 50 times in a row, whatever. Uh, I put it in this playlist and I literally started this playlist in 2004 when iTunes like was wow. in its infancy. And so yeah. now there's like seven or 800 songs in this playlist. So if I don't know what to listen to, I just go hit shuffle on that playlist and yep. every song in there is connected to like a wow. season or a moment. You know what I'm saying? Even yep. new, new stuff. Cause I, I literally just put three songs in there. Uh, maybe like two or three days ago, I added like some new stuff and I'm like, this just matters. And there's songs like that for me. Maybe, maybe not 12 hours, uh, yeah, <laughs> but, but you know, I you, do, you, um, you don't listen to Ed Sheeran for 12 hours. <laughs> I haven't yet. I haven't yet, but you know, you never know. You should try uh, it. <laughs> I, I feel like maybe if I was walking through the wilderness for 2,600 miles, then I would get crazy yeah. enough, you know, yep. <laughs> uh, I'd have moments talking to a volleyball or something about Ed Sheeran, yep. you know? Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, dude. What? So now you spend a lot of time you know, when you're not on trail, when you're not adventuring around the world, you know, coaching creatives and entrepreneurs and, you know, people, uh, do you find that like music's like a connecting point with people? Cause I know that you, you've been in like 20 countries and shot in 16, 17 countries, you know, professionally, all that sort of stuff. Uh, do you find like music's a good connecting point for people too? Um, I, I feel like I don't see it as much in really, in, in like the photo world, you know? Really? Um, yeah. I mean, like for photographers, I, I definitely see it more in like the video world, of course. Um, uh, but with photographers, it's more of like the only time video is really going to come into play is, um, is like if they're building a slideshow or if they're at a wedding and, you know, I've shot so many weddings that I'm like, anytime one of these, we one, if a wedding song comes on, I'm like, turn it off. Like I cannot stand listening to wedding music whatsoever. It drives me crazy, especially because they all play the exact same stuff. And as soon as a new song comes out, like when John Le Legend's happy came out, I was like, shoot me. Like, this is terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just over and over and over and over and over. Um, so, uh, those are the songs I don't put on repeat. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily see much of a connection. I, I will say something that I, I actually do with people that I work with um, is I work a lot with people um, in the area of really kind of figuring out who they are and what's really makes them unique and, and really stepping into taking ownership around who, who people are. Um, and you know, there's a lot of work there from just the aspect of the fact that we've been conditioned growing up to be a certain way. And there's aspects of us that are extremely powerful, especially when it comes to business, um, that are maybe hard to own because we've always been shamed or judged for those things. So music does play a part in some sense with the work that I do with people, because, uh, I take people through this exercise of figuring out, um, what I call it, the ESP or like extrasensory perception, right? So ESP is your emotional, your social, and your polarizing self. Um, and it's an exercise of getting really clear on that. And it's funny because every single person I do this with, one of those three things 
you're going to have a, a problem with one of those areas. There's a, yeah. there's a certain aspect of one of those areas that it's hard to take ownership. So an example I've, I've seen a handful of times is like uh, when working with women, maybe their polarizing self is that they are dramatic, but maybe they've been judged through, throughout their entire life for being dramatic and they've been told not to be dramatic, right? But once they can harness that and own that, then they can use that in their business to to really like attract the type of people that they want to work with. And it, it naturally is going to play into their art regardless of whether they want it to or not subconscious. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and so that's always a fun exercise because your ESP is your sixth sense, right? So um, uh, I start at the sixth sense and then I break it down to the other five senses. And I tell people like, Hey, if your brand was music, what music would it be? Yeah. And that's not always like necessarily the music that you may listen to, but it's like, once you get clear about like, the energy of you, then you can go and really get even more clear about like, this is the music that actually would work best with a slideshow or with a video or with whatever, you know? Yeah. So it's a fun exercise. It's a freaking challenging one for most people, but um, that's where uh, music will come into play with some of the work I do with people. Has anybody turned that on you? Said if you, if you had a brand like, or music for your brand, what what would it be? Oh yeah. What's your musical brand? Oh man, I feel like um, uh, at this point in time, because I feel like I, I did the exercise years ago, but I'd say at this point in time, it would probably definitely what my answer has always been is that sci-fi romance scores. That's what yeah. I've always leaned on. I'd probably, uh, there's one record I recently started listening to on trail and it was a, um, uh, the, the name of the record is the name of the, it's like a series on Nat Geo. I think it's called Blue Planet 2. Okay. And they just had some like killer scores. So it's like that dramatic like score um, type music, but it was like more focused for nature. Um, and uh, so like planet earth and that sort of thing, like that's what I've been listening a lot to when I'm out on trail. Um, yeah. And because that kind of gives me a little bit of the vibe of like, oh, I could go and definitely make a reel out of this with like some highlights from this hike or something like that. So um, yeah. I'd probably say it's a little leaning more out of sci-fi romance and like adding in more kind of nature influence into that. Yeah. It's interesting. Like what, um, what is the expression of who you are uh, musically, which is what you're, you know, you're kind of talking about. I feel like when you ask people that question and then what music like helps you internally like that you enjoy and then like helps you process, you know, like when you were, when I was keeping up with you on Instagram, when you were on the PCT, uh, I was thinking like I run, uh, five days a week. I love running. I just, I love running outside. I hate being inside. Like I I just love being out there and I'll go through, man, I'll get on a record and I'll just listen to it. Or I walk out the door and I decide like what mood I'm in and what playlist I'm in. I never change while I'm mid run. Mm -hmm. And I usually like, I don't know if you've ever done that thing where like you're driving home and you get home and you're like, I don't even remember driving home because you're so deep in thought about something, you know? Yep. yep. Uh, I do that when I'm running too. Like there's something about music. I'll miss a couple songs and I'm like, what was I listening to? Cause I get so like deep in like a thought, you know? Yep. Yep. And so I love when I find that music that helps me, helps me process too. Totally. You know? Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's like, I need it to be really interesting. And sometimes I don't want it to be too interesting because I'm trying to, think about something you know which is probably why i yeah. like that king of limbs remix album it's it's it functions like really great background music yeah you know but it's yeah. it's brilliant it's brilliant i don't mean to degrade it by saying it's background music it's brilliant but it has a function to me that i think is pretty totally. awesome yeah i i feel the same way i i do very similar things and i think that there's 
again, it's like once I hit for me, it's oftentimes a singular song is occasionally it's a full record. Like there were, there were a handful of records that I just yeah. went back and back to over and over again on trail. Um, sometimes it's like an individual song, you know? So, uh, like I, I, I listened to, um, I, I was making slowly curating a playlist, um, of like, what are the songs I go back to on trail often? Yeah. Um, and so I made a playlist that had like, have you heard of parcels? No, it's a band, um, that a buddy of mine sent to me a couple months ago. Uh, and they had a really cool song on there called something greater. Um, and then I've been jamming a lot of jungle. Um, if you've heard of them, um, Krung bin, like they are the type of music I can listen to and process. Cause a lot of their stuff doesn't have a ton of lyrics, but their guitar riffs are just, just so freaking good. And so catchy. Um, they actually just released a new song with, um, uh, gosh, what's it called? Mary Posa, I think is the name of the band, uh, or no Maribo state and Krung bin just did a collaboration on a song called feel good. And it's just like, so good just to put on repeat and it's like (laughs) no lyrics is it in your playlist yeah yeah Yeah. well do you send me that link and i'll put it in the show notes so people can go check out the the playlist and i'll like i always do i'll list all these bands and stuff so if you're you know going oh that band that band or how do you spell that whatever like we'll get it all in the show notes and you can go check all these out you know uh after you listen so uh you said something a minute ago and I've never asked this question before, but I think it would be interesting. You were like, uh, the songs that you just like go, I freaking hate this song. Yeah. Like what are the three? Uh, you already said the, uh, John legend happy. Definitely. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Man. Turn that shit off. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it does not make me happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, Golly, man. Um, let's just like literally, I'm going to just search wedding playlist. I don't know. You, I know hold on, you said John Legend. John Legend. Isn't has it a song John called, Legend? No, you think about is Pharrell? Pharrell, that's what it is. Yeah, I was confused. I can't stand, yeah, yeah. I know there's Pharrell's people listening happy. to this podcast going, Lord, I hope he corrects him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pharrell. John Legend. We're sorry, John Legend. Sorry, John Legend. Yeah, I, know, yeah, I know you listen to the bad, podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm very sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, right. For real. Some of these, I, I don't even know happy. what these songs would be called, man. Like I've just heard them so many times. Like, is it all probably, wedding stuff? Yeah. Like it would probably all be wedding stuff. Um, oh, oh, I know one. Uh, what is it? The, uh, is it called the WAP or what is that called? There's some dance move called the WAP or the, I know people know what I'm talking about right now, but I'm it's, sure. it's, it's some booty shaking twerking song. Um, <laughs> and it's just, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Don't turn it off. <laughs> they're all, I love they're yeah. all associated with wedding, like from they years are. of all the videography and photography yep. and stuff in yep. those environments for people. Hey, um, don't play these songs at your wedding. Like this is free advice. Well, I mean, you know, it's funny how much you can learn about somebody when you go to their wedding and then you hear what they're playing and you can tell like when somebody was just like, we don't know, just play your playlist, you know, and that happens Uh, more often than not. Right. And the DJ just has that curated playlist of all the things. And it sucks whenever there's like a good song that comes out and then it lands on the wedding playlist and you're like, shit. Now it's, it's going to get run in the ground. It's going to, yeah, it's, it's over. It's over. Cause happy's um, a great song. Let's be real. It's a great song. You just have people, like people like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. <It's> a good, 
That's fantastic, dude. I love that it's a song called Happy, and it's like so upbeat, and you have all this disdain, so much so that you don't even know who sings it. You're just like, I don't know who it is. I don't care. It's just dumb. Yeah, it literally like I, I should I should put some if I was still shooting weddings, I would just that would be the first thing like on my website. The don't do's don't play this at your son. Don't play yeah, this yeah. at your I, wedding. I won't do your wedding. If this Turn is. it off. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The other ones I feel like are more like classical wedding songs that come up. Yeah. That yeah. I'm just like, just yeah. turn it off. Like I've heard it so many times. Yeah. So what's your uh, uh, desert island, Robert Hills favorite records of all time you get like three four max like Ugh. lifetime and now you know you can break it down like the records influenced you the most man. you just enjoy listening to whatever these are the things that get so hard for me um, no man it's best to just like rip it off like a band-aid you know what i'm saying know, just, say, just say it um i'd have to say I was just telling Emily right before I got on here, I was like, I hate questions like this. Like, what's your favorite <laughs> record? And of course you ask it. Um, of course, dude. I'm trying to think of just like what I go back to the most. I mean, I'd probably yeah. have to say, um, uh, let's take the pressure off for a second. Let's take like of all time and let's just go with right now because yeah, what do you love? Time, what do you love? That's great. What I'd, do you love? I'd say right Billy, now? Billy strings right now. Um, yep, all right. Billy strings is uh, home record. Like that would definitely be a hot one for me. Um, I would say, uh, and, and this has kind of been a, a pretty long-term, uh, I feel like, record that I've listened to a lot. Um, there's a guy named Matt Kearney. Um, mm. And he's got kind of like a mix between like pop and hip-hop. And um, yeah, I'd probably just mix it with like pop and hip-hop. And it was funny because Matt Kearney, I had found him originally. I went to a show at uh, St. Andrew's Baptist Church in PC way oh, back. Wow. I was oh my God. freaking 10 years old, probably. Went wow. to the show. This guy is solo with a guitar and he's playing these songs. And I'm just like, this is sick. And I've kept up with him over the years. Come to find out he grew up in Oregon. Um, oh, wow. He's from Oregon. And uh, he's just, you know, he's blown up over the years. He's got a couple of great records. And um, there was one song specifically that I feel like carried me through California. It was called Coming Home. And in quotations, wow. it's Oregon. And the whole song was about Oregon and just how much he loved Oregon. And uh, so that song was like through the 1700 miles that I hiked through California, that song came on so many times. It's just like, you're almost to Oregon. You'll be fine. Like, just get yeah. there. Um, so that's a good one. Um, uh, oh, there's another one I've been jamming a lot. There's a band named the Wilderados. Huh. Um, and uh they, they, I jam them a lot on trail. Um, I have some friends out in Joshua tree who sent those to, uh, sent them to me and, um, yeah, they're, they're, uh, what's the name of their, yeah, I think it's just Will Dorado is the name of the record as well. It's like a name of the band situation. So I'd say nice. those three right now. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, dude, I appreciate your time, man. I appreciate you yeah, being, man. being on the show. It's yeah. been epic. Y'all make sure that you check out the show notes uh, Rob's just at Robert J Hill on social media. And then I'll put the link to his website as well in the show notes. Rob does a lot of, uh, consulting and encouraging and mentoring of photographers and entrepreneurs and videographers and creative people. So if that thing is, is what you do, you should definitely check out what he does. 
Uh, he's had a lot of success in that world and helps a lot of people. And so uh, definitely check it out. Rob, thanks for being on here and chatting mm-hmm. up all, the, all this music, man. Definitely. Take care, bro. Thanks. And I really enjoyed that conversation. I hope you did too. Uh, Robbie's an awesome, kind, super interesting dude. Got a lot of cool things going on. You should definitely follow him on Instagram at Robert J. Hill. If you want to see some beautiful, incredible photography, he was saying that he always shoots for like, you know, the, the, the grand shots, the money shots, the big overwhelming photography, you know, that's like record covers and, you know, things like just huge images. And I think he kills that, uh, personally. And so you should go check out his stuff. He has another account you can find through in the bio of his main account, which is at Robert J Hill. Uh, Another one where he is uh, selling some prints of photos that he took on his journey uh, up the PCT. And he literally was like, when I interviewed him, he he knew he was going to be off trail today, but he's hiked like a couple more mountains this week. It's just kind of what he's doing, you know? And, uh, and that's super interesting to me and the tracks that, that, uh, you know, he's listening to and all that stuff along the way is pretty cool. Pretty cool. So I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you're at, subscribe on YouTube, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Amazon podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you're at, and then go follow us on social at my five podcast on Instagram, Twitter, uh, fate. We got a Facebook page. We're always posting content from, you know, clips from the YouTube version, all that sort of stuff. And then we're going to have a conversation about, uh, what I talked about in the show opening, just like, you know, bands that we feel like are going to still be going in another 20, 30 years, you know, maybe who that is for you. So join the conversation this week on the MyFi social channels, uh, at MyFi podcast everywhere. And, uh, thanks for listening till the next one. Have a good one.